sir. Yo, what up? This is Tracy. Are you leaving the show? Uh, yeah. Why? Um, well, it's not that I'm leaving my show here. It's just I got a new opportunity for another place of employment, just like when I moved here two and a half years ago, and I've decided to accept it. And so this is it. This will be my last show in Indianapolis. Aww. I'm sorry, but hey, I appreciate you like listening and stuff. That's been fun. Are you staying in Indy or are you leaving Indy? I'm leaving Indy. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Actually, so like I moved here when I started here. So yeah. th- this whole time like has been awesome. It's kind of kind of par for the course for like radio guys like me. We just kind of move on to the next town sometimes. Well, I hope it's somewhere warm to where you don't have Indiana crazy weather. It's very warm and I'm very excited about that. <laughs> You're going to miss our long winters. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Well, you got to you got to understand I'm originally from Detroit, so that, that long winter stuff ain't nothing new for me. You're used to it, so. But I appreciate you stay cool. I will do. Good luck with everything. It's an interesting week in Buster's world. Just a couple days left before I move out of Indianapolis. That's where I've been for the last two and a half years, something like that. Working at a radio station here for Radio One Broadcasting or... I don't know. They changed the name of their company to Urban One, but we're still called Radio One or something. I don't know. Either way, I don't work for them anymore after Friday. I really wish I could just say where I'm going, not because it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, it's got to be a big secret, but my new employer has asked me to keep it on the low. Uh, So that's what we're going to do, right? Because I want to get that new check. But I will miss Indianapolis. I've met some really cool people here. And I'll talk a little bit more after we get into some of the wrestling stuff this week. I'll talk a little bit more into what it's like to keep moving across the country. I've made five big major moves since I got into this broadcasting industry when I was. I don't know. I'll get into all that shit in a second. Let's talk about some wrestling. As we move towards the greatest Royal Rumble from Saudi Arabia on Friday, this week everything WWE was dedicated to one man, and that's Bruto San Martino, the guy that built the garden, right? At first, I was a little torn on Monday when, you know, they did the 10-bell salute, and I was like, is it is it in bad taste for them selling t-shirts? Uh, <clears throat> because they're making money off of this, and I'm like, do pro- some of the proceeds go to his family or something? That would be nice. But then on the flip side, I'm like, that's a pretty sick shirt, and I'm going to buy it. I actually wanted to buy it on Monday night, but I'm like, ah, I'm about to get a new address. I don't know where to have it sent. Ah, forget. Kicking off Raw, man, Heyman really is the GOAT, right? It's funny because Brock is now getting, like, actual heat and booze, which wasn't always the case, even though he's been a heel since he came back. But now he's almost being pushed into a Roman Reigns sort of light. Like, people are just kind of sick of him. Sick of him being on top. Same with, you know, whatever. Everything Cena has felt. Anybody who's been on top for, quote-unquote, too long, they're gonna feel the heat. And I feel like that's kind of what Brock Lesnar is getting right now. And I also feel like this is a perfect opportunity for Roman Reigns to grab some heat by winning dirty. He should take that belt off of Brock, but dirty. Maybe maybe Dean Ambrose comes back at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Maybe Dean Ambrose helps him win. And then they're both heels, like a heel shield reunion sort of thing. Something I was really bummed about was they had Elias come out during commercials. So we missed his whole intro on Raw. That's Bullshit. 
That's like having the New Age Outlaws come out during spots. Half the whole reason why I want to see him is to watch him not play his guitar and dog the crowd. And at first I thought he was going to get squashed again, but then I loved the dirty win on Rude. Looks like there's going to be a rematch. And then probably 10 more after that. The Sammy and Kevin show is great. And I love how, like, so far every time Angle and KO and Sammy Zayn get in a room, there's always some sort of shoot jab, you know? There was the TNA line this week. There was the Jason Jordan line. And that got some heat. People booing on Kurt Angle for that. I also love that they didn't save everything for the greatest Royal Rumble. Even Kurt Angle said, that's Friday and this is Monday Night Raw, which is great because just reminds me of in the old days where they didn't save everything for the pay-per-view. Some of it, they got done right there and then. The bit with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel looking for their new leader is pretty funny. I mean, they should know it's at their own expense and they're probably going to be toast in a year because of all of this. But that's not new for Curtis Axel. He's been a jobber since he came in the game. That guy, dude, yo, Curtis Axel sucks so bad. He couldn't get over with Heyman, and his dad is one of the greatest of all time, and his grandpa was the man, too. What a bitch! A duo that does have some heat behind him. Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. Are they going to call themselves the show? Was that what I caught towards the end there? I thought the way they said it. I love it. The whole HBK and Diesel thing they have going on is perfect, especially with the way Dolph was saying that Drew watches his back. Like That just reminded me of the old days, right? Also, did Drew dye his hair to match his beard, or did he dye his beard to match his hair? I couldn't tell there. Sometimes during a three-hour show, you gotta get up and pee. Used to be during the Divas matches. That's no more. Now we have Jinder Mahal for that. I guess Gable's gonna be going for that underdog role now that the heel tag team thing kind of sucked. Not a bad play, but... I don't know, bro. Let's talk about the Riot Squad. I love them. What a great promo. And I'll say it till the day I die, Liv Morgan is the Shawn Michaels of that crew. I also think Sarah's dope, too. Skrillex, on the other hand, I don't know. A beautiful tag team to watch, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. There was something about those two together, right? Like, I don't know what that was, but I loved it. Those Strowman steamrollers, that bit needs to be recurrent. I felt bad for both of them. KO couldn't get up to save his life because every time he did, he got trucked. And then Sammy, dude, he was held upside down for a long time. He looked legitimately sick after this match. But such a great match. Everything about it. That was, the I'd say, the one match that had my attention from start to finish all raw long. Another moment to get up and pee or slam a beer was the Baron Corbin, No Way Jose, whatever. I love that even Booker made the connection that we've all thought, and he just said it. (laughs) Booker was like, wait a minute, isn't this Adam Rose bullshit? (laughs) That is terrible. No way Jose is on the fast track to irrelevant. He'll probably join the Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, three-man band deal in no time. The moment of bliss was hilarious. That's the stretch of old-school stuff I like. Not the No Way Jose. No Way Jose was like Doink the Clown. The moment of bliss... That was some macho man shit. I I feel like they're finally discovering that not everything has to be done live in the ring. There is still a value to pre-produced vignettes. The stuff they're doing with Andrade Cien Almas is very reminiscent of the Razor Ramon vignettes. 
And it's okay to do some straight up staring at the screen ultimate warrior shit. Getting back to the Miz I thought we were going to get some conclusion to that Miz story. I guess they're going to stretch it out a little longer. There's really nothing that went down in the match. It was just kind of there. We got a chance to see Seth Rollins and Finn Balor team up again. I feel like they're building up their friendship enough to where eventually something's going to happen between them two, right? Or they'll just keep the whole mutual respect thing going until Finn Balor gets serious about that belt. The other match that had my attention from start to finish was the 10-woman tag match. That was beautiful. That was another match that, like, in the middle of it, they went to spots. And I'm like, no, fuck commercials. I'm trying to watch the rest of this, which is great. I mean, for that to happen towards the end of a three-hour show, I think that's huge for them. And the whole Ronda Rousey thing, my God. She looks like a superstar. Every time I see her, I get more and more excited. This is working, guys. And the body slam, something about what, I don't know what the difference is between a regular wrestler's slamming somebody on the ground and the way Ronda Rousey does. I don't know if they turn the mics up more so that it seems like a bigger slam, but she dropped the fuck out of Mickey James. That was great. Good job, Ronda Rousey. Moving over to SmackDown, Big Cass opening the show by crashing Miz TV. I thought was going to be sick. It felt awesome at the beginning, and then Big Cass's promo went where I hate to go, and that's whiny. His whole bit is that Daniel Bryan reminds him of him when he was a little guy, so he hates Daniel Bryan. That's terrible. That reminds me of when Kevin Nash came back and him and Triple H beefed. And the whole point of it was because Kevin Nash wanted to make wrestling cool again. And that, that whole whiny aspect does nothing for them. I'm telling you right now, Big Cass is going to be a big loser out of this whole situation. Because Daniel Bryan's going to eat him alive. They're not going to let Bryan go down to this guy. And just the whininess of it. If anything, I don't know if Big Cass should have came back as a heel. Personally, I would have loved to see him be Braun Strowman's partner at Mania. But if that's not the case, I don't I don't know if this is it. And you would have gotten a lot of love for him. People would have felt bad for the fact that the whole thing with him and Enzo and the way that played out. The iconic duo, what is better than them right now? First off, they come out looking smoking hot and the whole biting their finger thing and the way they hold hands. I loved it in NXT, and I love it now. I think they did need to win against Asuka and Brutus the Barber, Becky Lynch. Gives Asuka a little bit of a losing streak, sort of, but she didn't get pinned. And it keeps iconic duo iconic. Randy Orton and Shelton Benjamin, uh, two great wrestlers, just seem so mid-cardy. You know, it's like, eh, cool. And as much as I shit on the Bludgeon Brothers, I dig the angle of the Usos versus them with the Naomi tie-in and the fact that Naomi came out to help Jimmy Uso. Oh, that was that was good. I was not expecting it. Anytime something happens that I'm not expecting, I put it in the plus category. The club forming again, sort of like is so what is it? Is that is it the Ballard Club? Is it not the Ballard Club? Is the Ballard Club now some same love shit? Is AJ now the leader? Or are these guys just gonna continue bouncing back and forth between AJ and Finn Balor? I I don't know. I do get excited when I see him come out in too sweet. I don't know how long that'll last. And Shinsuke Nakamura as the heel? Incredible. Another ball tap for AJ. Why is he so obsessed with his balls? But at least this week, AJ actually came in and started whooping some ass. 
it was a couple weeks in a row where he was just getting his balls clobbered by Nakamura. So to show a little self-defense, I was here for it. My favorite moment of the night. Mella is money, baby. She is so good on the mic. Not to mention, I get excited from the second she hits the stage. The moonwalk in Jordan's, beautiful. I love the tagline, the moonwalk and trash talking. She's so good at getting people so pissed. Showing that video, not only a second week in a row, but (laughs) running it back to back until people stood up and clapped for her. Great job. She's somebody that I would like to know if they actually give her a little bit more freedom than they give most of the superstars. And doing the constant woo, woo, woo in Charlotte's face. And then Charlotte, once she signed it, we knew, of course, that's how contract signings always go. But Charlotte looked like a badass. Busting Carmella's face against the fucking table. That was cool as shit. I'm swearing a lot this week. All right. So that's most of the wrestling content you're going to get from me this week. I head out Saturday morning. I'm a little nervous. I'm tired of moving. I move all the time. I'm so fucking just tired of it. But with a new city comes new beginnings. This career opportunity that I have in front of me stands to be life-changing. The station that I'm going to is one of the most legendary radio stations ever. The city that I'm moving to is a tremendous upgrade from the Midwest. I've always lived in shitty, cold towns like my entire life and career and by shitty i don't mean that the town is shitty i mean that the weather's shitty i'm from detroit new york philadelphia indy i did live in california for like a year but it was fresno california not like california california so i lived in a desert with nothing but homeless people around me so i guess your first clue into where i'm headed is that it's it's nice (laughs) you should also know this buster's world if you've been supporting for our first few weeks here i think this is what our seventh eighth week dropping this new episode every wednesday not only will this continue to be streaming on all the platforms that you've been listening to it but there's another app that Buster's World will be available on. That's part of this new job, too. There's so much happening, and I can't wait to share more and more and more. I'm going to be on the air in multiple cities on FM. We're going to have a whole new audience for this podcast. There's just so much happening, and I'm so excited for you to really see all of this as it develops. So keep up with me at FM Buster on social media. Next week, from my new city, we'll break down the greatest Royal Rumble, which is going to be cool. I'm going to watch it just because, like, yeah, more wrestling. Fuck yeah. But, like, we all know it's not really going to do much for the storyline. It's just kind of happening. It's kind of like tribute for the troops, right? Cool. More wrestling. Whatever. 